you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. everyone. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. It's Tuesday, April 5th. My name is James Slater alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and we've got him back. Two-time Pro Bowl wide receiver and Super Bowl champion, Emmanuel Sanders. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. You made it back. How was the uh, the alarm going off the second day? The first day, you've kind of got the adrenaline. You're excited. The second day, it kind of catches up with you. Yeah, it's smooth. It's smooth. Okay. I'm energetic. I'm ready to roll. You ready to roll? Okay. Ready to roll. Right. Oh, my the God. The plan today for the show is we are going to watch what happens live right here at the <laughs> That's the plan, Slater. Take us away. Come on now. Oh, I'm obsessed. I did get to go to a taping with Andy Cohen. What? Like, I did the whole New York City thing last night. Oh, wow. And John Mayer was a surprise bartender Woo! guest. Go. So. I went full fangirl mode. Good news, security didn't come in and remove me, and I'm here this morning excited to see you. Thank goodness. Let's go. Time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. All right, we got a huge trade yesterday between the Eagles and Saints with big implications for the first round of the draft. Peter, break it down for us because I was texting people going, What's the upside here? What's going on? All right, leave that screen up for a second because okay. that's hard to digest. Like, what is all that? And you said huge trade. In a year where we've seen Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams trade, it's not a huge trade. Um, but it is a trade nonetheless, okay? It is a trade. Trade. Uh, from the Eagles' standpoint, let me explain their thinking here. This is a huge, huge push and vote of confidence for Jalen Hurts. They had three first-round picks. They weren't really active in the quarterback market the last few weeks, and a lot of people thought all along when they had these three picks, they're going to package that and get a big quarterback. Yeah. They're going to be the Russell Wilson ones. They're going to be the Sean Watson. They kind of sat back and waited, 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 and this one, they get a first-round pick for next year, meaning they likely did not see a quarterback in this draft class that they thought was worthy of using those picks to trade up for. And I don't think they're looking and saying, okay, with, with these two first-round picks in the teens, we're going to get the first quarterback off the board. So, if anything, this is a Jalen Hurts vote of confidence. I would also add that 
this pick that they traded was from the Carson Wentz deal that they did last year with the Colts. So they're almost kicking the can and trading that for it. They now have two first-round picks mm. next year, which, by the way, has at least a couple quarterback prospects. One of them, Bryce Young, the other one, the Ohio State quarterback that everyone says would most likely be a first-round pick this year. Jalen Hurts, I think it's another year at quarterback for the Eagles. Howie Roseman still has 10 picks in this year's draft. <laughs> and for the Saints side of things, there might be a player they like in that range. We don't know. I don't know their reasoning there. But I do know that Philadelphia, this was essentially a, hey, Jalen Hurts, you're our QB1 mm-hmm. for the 2022 season. Okay. Now, look, I cover the Cowboys 98% of the time here, which, Kyle, I know you've got opinions on. <laughs> but even though the Eagles are in the division, the Saints is the other team I cover. Yeah. So that was one of my alarms went off. Well, what's going on here? Because even though they got Andy Dalton in the offseason, of course, they've got Jameis Winston. I got to think they're still do- not done at quarterback. In other words, you've got to start thinking about the future and drafting guys behind him. So could it be a guy like Matt Corral, who we had on the show sure. yesterday, yes. or do they have a free safety in mind or a left tackle, which they certainly need. But I have a bigger conspiracy theory. I think they're sitting around waiting for next year. If any team wants Sean Payton, who I think is going to get tired of golf and TV because you know him uh, very well too, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, the Saints are going to then have to pick up the phone call and it's going to require a trade of some sorts. So they're just helping stock picks for the Eagles. And then the Saints are expecting to restock picks next year. When another team picks up the phone and mm. says, let's do something along the lines of John Gruden to go get a head coach. Interesting. So they don't, That's need, my big they don't need next year's first round pick because you think they might get one in exchange for Sean Payton. Mm. Correct. Yeah, good thinking. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, all right. He looms large, though, in this thing, doesn't he? Does, he does. Right? He rooms figure. so large. Mm. All right, Kyle, what do you think? Um, I just look at New Orleans, all right? So, how are they set up this year? Is this going to be them? They, they're, they're wheeling and dealing right now, but. Every time I go looking about the New Orleans Saints, it just always comes back to this question. And, Emmanuel, you've played with every quarterback. You know everybody's reputation. Do you trust Jameis Winston? Now, someone might like him. Someone might root for him. Do you trust him? All right, is he going to the guy who's this year, he's going to win the South? He's going to beat Brady once, twice, maybe three times? Jameis Winston's going to do that? There's a strange thing with Jameis that, as, as from the media and, and fan bases where there's this sort of obsession with him and this in some parts adoration and there's this palpable rooting for the comeback story. Jameis kind of has this child star syndrome going for him where it's (laughs) like we kind of grew up with Jameis and he hit it really big and then there were some really rough times and now we're like we kind of are like I'm getting strong Shia LaBeouf vibes from Jameis Winston like back in the Even Stevens things and now like come on we want a Shia-sance right now. Is there going to be a Jameis-sance? And here's the problem. Everyone would be like, you know, he played really well last year. He was really good. He played very limited last year. All right? Sean Payton had him tick, 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 tick. It's 140 yards. It's 120 yards. It was Jameis restrained. So I'm always nervous. It, not only Emmanuel, he's going to beat the Bucks this year. He's going to beat a Bucks team in which most of the prominent defensive players know him. Uh, Todd Bowles knows all about him, was on the same staff as him. They all know what makes Jameis tick, and that's the year he's got to beat them. So he is this figure that we all think about and in some ways root for. I just, I'm not ready to say the comebacks here. I can't trust this guy, especially against Brady. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're looking for at quarterback. Now, me being in the New Orleans Saints organization and being around Jameis, Jameis is one of the hardest working dudes that I've ever been okay. around. When I tell you, after practice, this dude stand on the practice field for an hour, an hour and a half. I'm literally going into the weight room. I'm working out for 45 minutes. I go look on the field, and Jameis is still out there throwing passes, right? So for me, you root for guys like that. And and obviously, you know, with his personality, his personality is different. Jameis is one of those guys, you, he walk in the locker room, you like, 
yo, that's a lot of energy right there. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on here? But you root for guys like that. But as, as far as the New Orleans Saints, I think it's going to be interesting to see how are they going to be without Sean Payton. Yeah. When I tell you Sean Payton is one of the best coaches that I've ever been around, you want to talk about a guy that's smart. Drew Brees was there at quarterback. But when you when you speak of the New Orleans Saints, you think, oh, I got to go against the guru of Sean Payton as well, the way that this guy called plays and everything. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Dennis Allen can do with the New Orleans Saints with a guy like Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston's personality, Sean Payton kind of was able to kind of hone that and, and calm him down and bring him bring him down to earth and, and get his mind right in terms of checking down and where to throw the ball, limit the interception. So it's going to be interesting to see the New Orleans Saints. But one thing it is, is Mike Thomas is back. Mm. And I'm looking forward to seeing this guy come back. When I tell you he's one of the hardest working guys in practice, he's like an Antonio Brown type. When Antonio Brown was a, a, a rookie, he would literally catch every single punt return and run it back 100 yards. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was 130 yards. He would mm-hmm. run it back. Mike Thomas is the same way. Walkthroughs. We have walkthroughs. This is just walking, jogging through. He's running his routes full speed. Every single route, full speed. I feel and like so, we haven't seen him in two years. He's this forgotten figure who just kind of yeah, went away. And, and, and you know what? The, if he's watching the show right now yeah. and saying that he's the forgotten figure, yeah. he's sitting back probably hitting like five push-ups <laughs> right now. But man, like, I Mike, can't wait to get we back. Do this right. conversation. Wait to get we back. do this conversation. It's, is it Devontae? Is it Cup? Is it a, never, never last season. Tyreek Hill. Whether it was Kay, whether it was Kyle, or it was myself, whether it was in your chair. His name doesn't come up. We never mentioned Mike Thomas. Yeah. Do you think there's a comeback story there? It's, it's definitely a comeback story there. And the thing is, is, is Drew's not there anymore, right? right? So now it's Mike Thomas and Jameis Winston, right? Will, they, will Jameis be able to feed him? Will they still have the same chemistry? Because Drew Brees is a legendary quarterback. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. replace Drew Brees, right? And so, but still, Mike Thomas is a dynamic playmaker. He's, he's a, he, I'm going to tell you, uh, the way that he runs his routes and the way that he, he the aggression that he plays mm-hmm. with, he's going to make plays. It's just going to be interesting the dynamic between him and Jameis. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because they've actually had this psychological edge over Brady in regular yeah, season it's games. awesome. No so doubt. We talk about it a lot here. Like, they lost in a playoff game that they were winning and for whatever reason, Jared Cook, he fumbled, and then the whole thing happened, and it fell apart, yeah. and the Bucs won that game. That was rough. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, too soon. But, yeah. And they beat Brady up last year again for the second straight year. Take a look at regular season games, what this Saints defense has done and has done to Tom Brady. And it is it is astounding. It is. Brady, Brady's offense has put up 13. And that's not like one time, two times. All right, fine. Third time, okay. Four times is not a coincidence. Like, Dennis Allen has had Tom Brady's number, and it's not just Dennis Allen. It's everyone from Cameron Jordan uh, to, of course, uh, you know, Lattimore to everybody who's on that defensive side of the ball. And, I feel like psychologically, this team, whether or not Breeze is at quarterback and whether or not Peyton is coaching, like they believe they can compete with the Bucks. This isn't like a rebuild thing. This is, and I, and I wonder if that was what the trade was. And they got they get two trade they get two picks mm. in the teens. Maybe they feel like this draft is really good at different positions, and we can get two players that can help put us over the top. And it's not like, hey, we're starting from scratch. I look at players like two, the two receivers. I look at Garrett Wilson. I look at Chris Olave. Like, if those guys are on the board from Ohio State, you add them to another Ohio State receiver and Mike Thomas. And I also look at offensive line. You lose Taron Armstead, but if Trevor Penning or Charles Cross is there, like, a lot of people thought, all right, and you mentioned it, this, it's got to be for quarterback. They love Malik Willis or they love Matt Corral. They, I don't know if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe they think there's two good players in this draft that they can get in the teens. And they're going for it this year. And we've got Jameis on the deal this year. Let's go get it. So mm-hmm. I think they're competitive. And I think they might might actually compete with the Buccaneers, despite the fact they lost their head coach and, of course, their Hall of Fame quarterback two mm-hmm. years ago. 
Well, particularly when you still have dogs in the locker room like Cameron Jordan and you still have guys like Alvin Kamara. And to your point, Michael Thomas coming back. I mean, I've had it described to me. He's like an elite free agent that you haven't had in two years. I mean, there's no tread on the tires. But, you know, you bring up the uh, I love that you talk about Michael or Jameis Winston, this love of him. Yeah. I got to be I got to be honest. I had a little bit of Florida State bias when he first came into the locker room. Let me tell you about Jameis Winston. As reporters, we're only as good as the nuggets we get ahead of Sunday. So I had reached out to them, couldn't get a hold of him while I was in New Orleans uh, for locker room. And I said to the PR staff, do you mind if I send him some questions, see if he gets back to me? This was a first. He literally responded to every single question with a voice note, said that I had the most thorough information and nuggets ahead of Sunday. And that may not sound like a big deal to you guys sitting at the desk, but my point is that's his approach to the community to the locker room, to his teammates. And I think that goes a really, really long way. I think my only concern, even though they've got continuity with Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, is you are missing guys like Teron Armstead. You Mm -hmm. are missing guys like Malcolm Jenkins. And those are tough tough players really to replace. Mm. So we'll see. All right, well, time for the lead block. Lead block. Out in Baltimore, apparently Lamar Jackson is looking for a big-bodied wide receiver to help with the Ravens' passing game this season because, over the weekend, he tweeted this at DK Metcalf. We got them, guys, but you can slide, too. We welcome everyone here with open arms. You definitely wanted them, guys, as well. All right, we've already seen some big-time wide receivers. Some of the best in the game get traded this offseason, and some of these guys weren't considered, quote-unquote, available before the move happened. So when it comes to DK Metcalf, uh, I have to ask you guys, which team should be the most aggressive and trying to go out and pursue the Pro Bowl wide receiver, Kyle? A lot of teams. He's out there. His status looks like it's going to be single. Go get it. There's a team right now that I can't believe it has somehow become a snake in the grass. And I'm talking about the Packers. Stock's down on the Packers right now. You know, Devontae's gone. They can't do this in the playoffs. And they're almost, they've become this sort of afterthought. Can you imagine the lightning strike we would feel if the Green Bay Packers landed DK Metcalf? It would be (laughs) nuclear. And here's the thing. That man right there, I I don't imagine he's going to go like Lamar and start tweeting at DK Metcalf to join him. I, I really don't. But I think we can all agree on this. There has to be some sort of plan that we don't know about yet. The plan cannot be to go to the fall with the wide receivers on their roster. I just don't think that's tenable to try to get to a Super Bowl. We know the deal. Devontae gone. Couldn't make it work. That's the guys. Those are the guys right now, and those are the touchdowns they've caught for Rodgers. Randall Cobb, his buddy, being the highest. That can't be the plan. So I think the obvious, well, they're going to draft, and they're going to pick some young guys. I don't know. Gosh, that is bleak. Uh, it's tough. I, I, I Listen, due respect to some of these guys, I'm not really familiar with a lot of their work, all right? I, I'm sure Jawan Winfrey's great, and he's going to have an awesome career, but he's just, I, I don't know if he's going into, you know, the, the, the Rams' house in the playoffs and making big catches. So um, I think you got you got a couple of years of this Rodgers thing. Based on this contract, you got a two solid years from what I read it, and then who knows after that. If DK is sitting there and you can trade, you got two first round picks. You trade a first round pick and maybe throw in a player for DK Metcalf and you bring him in, all of a sudden, like, I think they're shooting up some of the NFC favorites list. I think, okay, now we can play with Tampa. Now we can play with the Rams. Now we got a guy. So you can go to the draft, and with due respect to uh, Peter, you know, Jahan Dotson from Penn State and Chris, Christian Watson from North Dakota State, I'm sure they're great young guys. They're not going to be that. They're not going to be DK. Not right away. Not right now when you need them. Um, I just think the idea of giving Rodgers 
a real warhead. Not a prospect, not a guy you can work with, not one of his old buddies, one of the dudes who is a 10 out of 10 talent. It's immediately scary. And the Devontae talk is like, oh yeah, Devontae was great. Have you seen number 14 with his shirt up and the 12 pack? Like now yeah. Rodgers throws to him. Uh, and I know it'd be a lot of character for the organization. You can sit around and just draft a couple wideouts, fine. How about that move? That would absolutely make our heads explode, and I hope they do it. Would you give the two first-round picks that they have, which I think is 22 and 20, would you give them both for DK Metcalf no. right now? That's, I, don't, I don't think, and I don't think you would have to. And I also think, I think you do one, and maybe a player. And I also think for DK, all right, so I'm going to show up. I'm still on my first contract. I'm going to have a year, and I'm going to play with the greatest quarterback on the planet, and I have 95 catches, I'm going to be a superstar, and then I'm going to be a trillionaire after that, whether it's with Green Bay or somewhere else. And for Seattle, you get a first-round pick and a player for a wide receiver that maybe you're done with, I think it's a win. Look, for me, 6'4", 235 pounds, I'm thinking of what team needs a number one wide receiver, a team that hasn't had a number one wide receiver in a long time. I'm going to go to Baltimore Ravens. Talk about it. Right? Think about Lamar Jackson. The reason why I say 6'4", 235 pounds, what do the Ravens really do? They run the ball. Mm -hmm. So what would you want? A receiver who can block Mm -hmm. as well as make plays for you. It's the perfect fit if you ask me. And then they haven't had that. I feel like the Baltimore Ravens need a number one receiver to really get over that hump. Right to be able to go on and win the Super Bowl because Lamar Jackson has that kind of talent. He just really never really had the receiver around him to be able to provide for him, give him a security blanket. Right. So if you give D, if you give Lamar Jackson, DK Metcalf with, with Marquise Brown taking the top off the defense, the Ravens are a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team. I mean, the, the, the division they're in doesn't really help as much, but DK will help that situation mm. out. So I would love to see DK Metcalf in, in purple and black mm. as a Baltimore Raven helping out Lamar Jackson. That would be amazing to see. I'll put it on to you. 14th pick in the draft, Baltimore Ravens. Are you trading the 14th trading. pick in the draft for DK Metcalf for a one-year deal, essentially? I'm trading him. For a one-year deal? Well, because then you'd have to sign him to yeah, another sign him, but I'm trading that pick for DK Metcalf for sure. Think about it. You haven't gave, given Lamar Jackson the number one receiver, mm-hmm. right? And then you guys want to get over the hump. You guys want to win a Super Bowl. You guys want to do with Joe Flacco and Ray Lewis and all those guys. Mm-hmm. You have to bring him and get him playmakers. And I feel like DK Metcalf is the perfect fit because they run the ball. He's a huge receiver. I remember I keep bringing up him and Demarius Thomas, but those big receivers at 6'4", 235, them safeties are coming downhill. You want a guy to come in and crack those safeties as well as be able to make plays and take the top off the defense, catch mm-hmm. a screen, go to the house. He's like the perfect fit, fit for him. Yeah. If, if Eric DaCosta in the Ravens front office is watching, listen to Emmanuel Sanders. He's making a point here. I'm going to speak to Joe Douglas and the New York Jets front okay. office because we already know you're in the market. It's been well known that you made a run at Tyreek Hill. If you have that money set aside and you have that war chest of draft picks, Jets fans would be elated to hear that DK Metcalf has been traded to the New York Jets. And I don't think the Jets have a number one. I think Elijah Moore is a very, very good player in his rookie season. Showed a lot. I think that Corey Davis is a solid player. DK Metcalf is a number one wide receiver that defenses are scared of. This would be the the piece that Zach Wilson could use. And and we did a segment earlier today on receivers under 25. He's 24 years old. Okay. He's not 28 years old. He's not 29 years old. He's 24 years old. He and Zach Wilson would be a great combo. And if I'm the Jets, I'm not only calling about DK. I've got a whole list of guys. I put this list together last night. I'm like, here are the guys I'm looking at that I would be calling about. Looking at A.J. Brown. I'd be looking at Debo Samuel. And I'd be looking at Terry McLaurin in Washington. I would be calling all those teams saying, hey, if you guys aren't looking to pay these guys long term, we will. 
Like, we will sign them right now. all those are potentially for sale? Potentially? Don't know. Do you think Washington's shipping Terry off to a division? They haven't signed him. He's another division. He's a Jets. This is the AFC. That's where I'm going But I'm saying, like, I don't see Terry McLaurin getting that big-time deal right now. Do you? Like, we haven't even heard about that. Those are good names. To me, if I'm the Jets, all right, Tyreek, it didn't work out. But... The telephone, you just keep on calling, yeah, right? You gotta you keep, keep on calling. Getting, you gotta keep on calling. Close mouth, don't get So fed. I wouldn't close the door, and, and maybe Tyreek Hill wanted to be in Miami instead. I would call all those guys. I don't think the Jets can be done because I don't see a receiver going to the Jets at five, at four or ten. I think that's the kind of player uh-huh. they need. Uh, and Jane, I'm curious your thoughts because you've been around this league. You know how important these wide receivers are. And DK Metcalf, he might be that guy. 24 years old. Uh-huh. No, I'm with you, and I think that I'm talking now to Howie Roseman. You should go and absolutely pick up the phone and ask about DK Metcalf. I just don't think they will. Mm. And if you're listening to your quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he wants you to bring in a guy like A.J. Brown. Why not pick up the phone and see if the Tennessee Titans are interested in in bringing A.J. Brown out via a trade? You can pick up some picks. Uh, But when I look at that division, uh, you know, the NFC East is fairly wide open. Uh, We don't know what Brian Dayball is going to do with the Giants. It's hard to say what the Cowboys are going to look like next year. But for the Eagles, I just feel like you need to put a couple more weapons uh, around Jalen Hurts. And again, we were talking about this earlier. I feel like A.J. Brown's just not getting the respect that he deserves. And I'll bring back some of my points that I made earlier, uh, that this is a guy that's excelled in a run-heavy offense. Uh, This is a guy that had two 1,000-yard seasons. This is a guy that last year had 869 yards despite badly injuries and missing four games. So on the topic of D.K. Metcalf, I think they should pick up the phone. I just don't think they will. Mm. But I do think Seattle's fielding calls right now, don't you? Yeah. In the sense that they're kind of in a rebuild mode. Right? Like, do you, then give him the deal. If, you, if he's your guy, then give him a big guy. He's got the final year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Give him a big extension. They haven't yet. Um, the Jets, I said the Jets, and I, no, I bring them up because, like, the Seahawks were buyers a couple years ago. Remember they went and they got Jamal Adams yeah. and they gave yeah. him his picks up? Like, to think that just two years later, Russell Wilson's shipped out and this one's out. Like, they yeah. are in rebuild mode. And yet, Pete Carroll's 70 years old. Uh-huh. Is he looking to start from scratch? I don't know. I don't know. What about answer your question about the Jets? Would you trade the draft picks or multiple singular? Where would you come out and the price to pay for him? I might trade the 10th overall. The 10th for DK Metcalf. It's high. Well, at least you're getting an immediate impact player. For sure. And he's fairly young. I mean, how many of these young wide receivers are immediate impact players? I mean, Mm -hmm. we've had some outliers in recent years. But, you know, it sort of takes some time for these guys to be more productive. We start seeing it in second and third years. And for me, like, uh, I hear A.J. Brown being brought up, right? But I I, I see the Tennessee Titans not getting rid of A.J. Brown. Why? Because they're they're right there. Right there. Right? The Seahawks Seahawks are in rebuilding mode, Mm -hmm. right? Will they pay D.K. all that money when they're in rebuilding? Rebuilding, mm-hmm. I don't see that mm-hmm. happening. So I could see DK Metcalf getting traded for sure. If they were to trade for the tenth overall pick, the Seahawks would have the ninth, the tenth, the thirty second. Like they'd have like all these picks. A war that, chest, they call it. Chest. <laughs> the ninth and tenth picks in the draft. That would be pretty good for a team that's looking to maybe rebuild after losing Wagner and Wilson. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snap is back, four-man rush, Dalton to throw. A conviction throw over the middle, on the post, Allen Robinson, touchdown! It's one-step drop, lofts left side, leaping, grab end zone, and Devontae Adams, touchdown! Prescott with all day, going deep, Cooper in the end zone, he caught the ball! Touchdown on the right side of the end zone. Trying to build a wall. Now they're going to throw it long. The Chiefs want Tyreek Hill over the shoulder. Touchdown, Kansas City. Well, it has been a wild offseason, especially at the wide receiver position. Let's just go ahead and take a look at some of the big name receivers who will be playing in a different uniform in 2022. That yeah. is some crazy stuff there, guys. Look at that. Devontae Adams, I think one of the big ones, uh, obviously. And uh, Amari Cooper in Dallas, that one's going to hurt. Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. That really was big. big, big surprise. Mm-hmm. All right, so many pass catchers on the move, and there's potential we could see more. What does this offseason tell you guys about the state of that wide receiver mm-hmm. position in the NFL in general? Emmanuel, I mean, your for thoughts? me, like, when I, when, I, when I think about Tyreek Hill, obviously the Chiefs couldn't pay him. So uh, I tell guys all the time, at the end of the day, you want to win. Tyreek Hill has a Super Bowl, but at the same time, you want to get paid. Like, we're putting our bodies on the line, right? We're, we're taking these hits, but at the end of the day, you want to be able to have financial stability and you want to be able to maximize your deal. And that's what Tyreek did when he went to, went to the Dolphins. And, and the Dolphins picked him up as well. And now the Dolphins have, I tweeted this, I said they have the fastest offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now. When you go Raheem Mostert, you got Tyreek Hill, yep. you got Jalen Waddle now, right? And so uh, I think it was a win-win for both parties. Tyreek Hill gets paid and the Dolphins get a, a playmaker. And then look at Devontae Adams. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who, who chose the team that he wanted to go to his dream. Right, he went to the Las Vegas Raiders, right? But that was the dream of his. So guys are pretty much choosing exactly what they want to do, and 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 they're setting themselves up to be happy. And I respect that because I was always big on that as a receiver as well. I had an opportunity to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? They offered me more money, but I was like, you know what? I want to win a Super Bowl. So what I did, I waited, I waited, I waited. I went to KC, kind of played me over a little bit, but God worked it out. Next thing you know, I would pay many and winning a Super Bowl. So I think it's about being happy and going for what you want and that's what guys are doing yeah it's great having you on the show because i think you've got such an experience with not only playing in the nfl but 
the off season of the NFL. So many times, you know, you've had to make decisions that it's my wallet or mm-hmm. do I go? I thought Devonte Adams one was fascinating because I think the Packers are right there knocking on the door. I don't know if the Raiders are, exactly. but it was like the, the door had already been shut and he decides to leave Green Bay, which after two straight NFC championship games and at the witching hour, they did come through with the money. To choose to leave Green Bay and then go to Las Vegas is basically saying, like, no matter what we could have done as a team, like, I need to do this as an individual, and I think I've got a better chance to be happy in Las Vegas. Um, I also think a lot of these teams went all in this season because I don't see a Jamar Chase in this draft. I don't see a Julio Jones in this draft. I I don't necessarily know if any of these guys separate from any of the other ones in this draft. And I'm doing my mock draft right now, and it'll be out this week, and I'm calling all the teams. And I can't tell you guys the disparity amongst the top five wide receivers in their list, team to team to team. Some teams, they like Drake London, who's this big six-foot-four physical body that, you know, at his very best might end up being Chris Evans and... May, uh, not Chris and Mike Evans. It might go on beyond even that. He might but be Captain America, too. He could be Chris Evans, right? <laughs> you know Who knows? But Drake London's one body type, and I had one team tell me he's far and away their number one wide receiver on the board. And another team tell me, I don't know. Does he run routes? Is he fast? Like, is he fast enough? I, I, we like Chris Olave as our number one. You go through this list. Garrett Wilson is a player out of Ohio State. Who has he? I say all this because... I know Tyreek Hill is the number one wide receiver in this league. I know Devontae Adams is the number one player in this league. And a lot of these players, there was a market for them because they are head and shoulders above that next tier. There isn't that guy in this draft. And I might rue the day for saying this when Chris Olave goes on to break every (laughs) NFL record. But I'll say coming into their NFL careers, none of these wide receivers are in the conversation of Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. So there was a market. And for the teams like the Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins, they're going all in on these guys because maybe they don't see that in the college ranks this season. You know, I typically would agree with you. And I'm usually, draft picks are terrible, go with the proven guys. But there's so much attention proven or given to the teams that are trading for these wide receivers. What does that say about the teams that are giving them away? <laughs> Dallas and Kansas City and Green Bay, they're, they're like, go on, someone else can pay you. We'll go to the draft. We'll go cheap. Um, Evans and Olave, very inexpensive. And maybe they won't be great players. But also, I do think there's something to this. I do think they're looking at Jamar Chase, and I do think they're looking at Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, was the fifth wide receiver taken in the draft, and he's kind of late first, and they're saying, let's have really, really good quarterbacks, offensive line and pass rushers, and let's bring some wide receivers in here that are going to be cheap, and they're going to be fast, and we think we can work with. Of course, you want to keep Tyreek and Devontae, but when it comes to they become a pillar of your franchise financially, I wonder if there's also, it's not just about, we need to get the weapons, we need to get the weapons, that the other teams are saying, we're going to be all right finding different weapons. We, we're going to pay our quarterback and our pass rushers, but I'm not really comfortable keeping you here for three more years at 20-some million dollars a year when I just saw a wide receiver in the AFC that we think we can find one sort of like that, just take it over. And, and there's a million of them, and Debo and everything that's going on with that. I think it's actually kind of flipped. Normally, get the weapons, get the weapons. Now it's like, let's maybe try the young guys and have the rest of our team be super strong. See, I looked at it from a different perspective, Kyle, because I'm looking at the draft couple and the money that they're investing in some of these guys. Yeah. In other words, they're looking at the investments they've made in their quarterback, but they're making sure that their quarterbacks are successful by putting pieces around them. So in other words, this wide receiver position is now getting the same sort of attention we saw going to left tackles. So I thought that was what was really fascinating to me about the wide receiver position. And I can speak at least in Dallas, they sort of prepared for it, right? CeeDee Lamb fell to them. 
uh, at that position. With the way they structured Amari's contract, owing him $20 million a season, we sort of knew that he was on his way out. But they were able to do that because they had a guy like CeeDee Lamb on the roster, Michael Gallup. Uh, that wasn't really going to go test the open market. I, I never got the sense that he wanted to leave uh, Dallas. And then, of course, you had Cedric Wilson. I thought Cedric Wilson's market uh, going to the Dolphins was big. What did you think of that one, Emmanuel Sanders? Because I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. really paid attention to Cedric Wilson. No, yeah, Cedric Wilson, he had a great great season, right? I was I was watching him. I didn't even know much about him, but then I started watching again. It's like, who is this guy over here, right? right. Who is this guy? He's making plays. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with, with you as well you in, in, in saying that, Man, receivers are making $27, $30 million a year. If I'm a team, do I really want to pay a guy $30 million a year, right, when I got a young guy who could possibly come in? Because, I mean, I'm not going to, like, downplay the receiver position, but at the same time, like, respect th- there's, there's just a minor difference between the top dog and, uh-huh. and the littlest guy on the totem pole, right? And well, so, how about Seattle? Like, DK, you're going to pay him a huge contract and have him be your face of your franchise next few years? Or... You know, the, the Titans found A.J. Brown in the second round. We had Debo. These guys, yeah. these guys like, they're Seattle there. Seattle found D.K. in the second round. Well, yeah, they found D.K. in the second round. And he's talking Gabriel Davis yesterday. Exactly. He's a guy that we've got to circle on on our fantasy roster. Look at the best player in the NFL last year as far as offensive player of the year. Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup was the 69th exactly. pick overall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Receiver, you can find receiver. Antonio Brown was a six-round pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can wow. find it. All right. All right. Well, what does Emmanuel think of the QBs he's played with throughout his career? Oh, yeah. That's my quarterback is coming up right after this. You've played with some impressive ones. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, CJ. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
is never an offseason in the NFL. A massive trade went down yesterday with just over three weeks until the NFL draft. We're talking the Eagles getting major draft capital for the next couple of years. And the Saints will now have two first-round picks in this year's draft in Vegas. And a play-action fake. Man's going to go long. And down the field, wide open. That's Emmanuel Sanders. He's gone for the Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Peyton bounces around, loads it up, home run ball. He's got Sanders there. Sanders at the goal line. Touchdown, Denver. Garoppolo looking for a deep ball. Going to throw one down the middle for Emmanuel Sanders. He's got it. He was knocked out. He can get up and run. He breaks a tackle. 10-5. Touchdown, San Francisco. Josh Allen back to throw. Side got a man wide open, caught. Touchdown Buffalo, Emmanuel Sanders. From the end zone to our table, let's have some fun. Here's Emmanuel Sanders. Imagine being this guy. His quarterbacks in his career, I count four first ballot Hall of Famers, starting with Josh Allen, of course. Uh, and then there's Flacco and Garoppolo. That's a Super Bowl MVP. That's who Emmanuel's played with. Some of these wideouts cannot catch a break. They cannot get a guy. You got pretty much all the guys. We're going to have some fun with this. All, all right? This is what we do here in Super Bowl. Football. That's crazy. It's amazing. Every single one of them. Um, so, Emmanuel Sanders, our new friend here, has got some paddles, some lollipops, <laughs> and this is a game called That's My Quarterback. <laughs> We're going to ask you questions, Emmanuel, hypotheticals about which quarterback would you want to do this, which quarterback is the best of this, and you're going to hold up whichever paddles your answer. Introduce us once again to who you right, got there. So, first of all, remember yesterday I was talking about the money team? This is the money team That's right the money team. <laughs> they put the ball on the money for me. That's right. So I, got, I got Jimmy G. Yep. I got Drew Brees, and I'm blessed. Peyton Manny, my guy Josh Allen, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. That's a pretty good list. That's a good list. That's, so that's, that's the Avengers. That's okay. Pretty good list. <laughs> so here we go. We're just gonna start teaming you up. Right, so good. Yeah. Where's Flacco? I don't see Osweiler, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if disrespect does come up because you can only pick one. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, hold up the face of the quarterback you've played with who throws the best deep ball. Ooh. All right. So I'm gonna have to go Josh Allen. Really? I gotta go Josh Allen. Oh, it, it was a couple of throws uh, that he made to me, uh, like like this one right here uh, versus yep. Washington, where I'm literally just running and the ball just lands in my hand. I remember the throw that he made uh, 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 against the Chiefs. Uh, I, look, I literally I run a double move, and the next thing you know, I'm running, and the, and the corner is getting ready to pick intercept the ball. So uh-huh. I'm thinking, like, there's no way he can make this throw. And the ball never loses its air. Mm. It, it literally was straight ah. on the line. And I closed this throw right here. I literally closed my Give eyes, and next thing you know, the ball in my hand. And most of the time, like, I'm like, look, I'm like standing there. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to flex. But the whole time, I'm like, what the heck what? just happened? So I pointed at Josh. I'm like, dude, that was all you right there. I did not make that throw. So I definitely got to go Josh Allen right there. Let oh. me ask you, because we do this so many times. We're like, the best arm. It's at Mahomes. Is it Stafford? Is it out? Like, seeing him in person, it, it, it does stand out. It's that special Josh oh, Allen's it, arm? it stands out. I mean, I remember one throw where we are at practice, and everybody was just used to his arm, but I wasn't used to it. Mm. Cole Beasley ran like a post route down the the center of the field, down the middle of the field. It was like a 40-yard throw, and I, I see it, and he puts the ball straight on the line. Most of the time, guys kind of got to loop it over. Yeah. He puts it straight on the rope, and Cole catches the ball and splits the defender. And I'm looking at everybody, and they're just looking like, yep, that's Josh. I'm looking like, how are y'all not in panic mode right now? Like, how are you? Like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? So, 
I remember I exited a cheese throw. I walked over to him. Me and Josh, we got a great uh, relationship. Yeah. He walks up to me and he said, I told you, E, I'm him. I'm him. And I said, you know what? You are that guy. Man. I, that, this is fantastic. This is erotica. This is gold. I love this. Wow. I know. I think all of us. This is fun to watch. Can I clear browser history of the show? What is going on here? Emmanuel, 30 seconds left on the clock. We're talking Breeze. We're talking Roethlisberger. We're talking Manning, Allen, all these guys. 30 seconds left on the clock. You're down four. Who are you looking to in that huddle? Who do you want? So I'm going to have to the signal call. I'm going to have to go with my guy, Peyton The sheriff. Okay. Peyton Manning. So, I, uh, I, I, you know, it, it's crazy. Uh, when you look at this list right here uh, and I say, okay, who do I choose as the most most fourth quarter comebacks, right? I got Peyton, number one. I got Ben, number three. And I got Drew, number four, Fact. right? And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, God, God loves everybody, but he loved me a little bit more. <laughs> and when I look at that list, I'm like, you know what, man? The big man upstairs really has blessed me, and I'm, I'm super grateful for this opportunity, for the opportunity that he presented me to playing with the quarterbacks that I played with. But I'm definitely going to choose Peyton in this. Like, I, I remember the Chiefs game. We came back, and it was several games. Uh, the Super Bowl run that in fourth quarter, we'll come back and win games. And so if I had to pick my – even though I got I got one, three, and four on my list, I got to go Peyton because he's the top dog on the list. All right, all three of y'all here at the breakfast table have kids. Now, I haven't been blessed with that yet, but I was a nanny in New York City in college, and (laughs) watching kids is a lot of work. So I want to take this one off the field because taking care of precious cargo is a big deal. Your babysitter cancels. Mm. You've got nobody to watch your kids. Which quarterback are you trusting with your two? So I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go Drew Brees on this. Okay. All right. And the reason why I'm going Drew Brees is because I got, I got a son, Princeton. He's eight. And I got a daughter that's five, uh, Zoe. Uh, and Drew has kids. Drew has his three boys and his sure. girl. And when I was in New Orleans, our suites were sitting right next to each other. My wife and his wife and okay. the kids would come together. And so I will have to go Drew there because... Uh, I remember me and Drew laughing on the sideline because at, at one point my wife and his wife were telling us a story how they weren't even watching the games. Uh-huh. Like my son would come home and he would look like he played in the game instead of I played in the game because they're in the suite <laughs> playing football, falling on the ground the whole nine yards. And uh, my wife was telling me an inter- interesting story last night about Drew's daughter, how uh, <laughs> Drew's wife had texted her and said, sorry, my daughter just beat up your son. You know? <laughs> my daughter just beat up your son. Uh-huh. Before he comes to tell you, I got to let you know. But Drew's daughter, yo, she turns cartwheels everywhere, everywhere. Right. Like if she had to walk to the, uh, go to the car, she's going to be turning cartwheels to the car. And so I love his kids. So, you know, he, he definitely can take Ooh, my kids. Y'all seen him at Pro Bowl. I mean, that is, oh my God. and it's an aggressive pack of breeze kids. And I always, I'm always enamored with Brittany and how she pulls it off yeah. and always looks flawless. And she's always there with her kids. But at Pro Bowl, I mean, the energy level. Mm-hmm. And of uh, course, his daughter's got to be able to keep up with the rest of the boys. No, no so I'm not shocked. Yeah. All right. Well, here's we came up with this, man. This is going fantastically. You got it. You're, you're, you're in the league. Um, you got a game in London or maybe Germany. Okay. All right. And you got a long flight across the Atlantic Ocean. You got to just settle in. Which of those quarterbacks is sitting directly next to you for the flight? You can choose. Well, I'll sit, I'll sit, I'll sit next to all of them, truthfully. But if I had my choice, it'd probably be Jimmy G. You're going to Jimmy G? Yeah. I, I would go Josh, but Josh, like, I wouldn't be able to get any sleep. This Why? dude is a big jokester. Like, I'll probably wake up with whipped cream all over my face or something. Like, that's a long flight sitting next to Josh. Like, I could probably sit next to Josh for an hour. Yeah. That's that most because I don't know what he's at. Cable, I'm scared to go to sleep. But Jimmy G, like, he's just... 
just smooth. Like, uh -huh. He's not gonna do too much talking. He probably lean over. Hey, mm -hmm. hey, you want you want some coffee? Mm -hmm. You <laughs> nice. this? Right. Like that can be a nice smooth flight. Even Peyton, like uh -huh. who knows with Peyton? You know, you, we all seen Peyton. Peyton's definitely watching film on that flight, right? Peyton's gonna watch film, but then Peyton's gonna get an idea, and the next thing you know, he's gonna get the <laughs> offensive linemen together. It's like, all yeah. right, let's get Emmanuel, let's play a joke. And so I see he's gonna reach over, pull off your headphone. Now, Emmanuel, see this one right here? I, 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 that, that'd be a <laughs> that, that, that too. And then, yeah, I can all right, see that. Jimmy happening. G next to you. All right, that's, all right. Here's, here's, another another next. here's another one. I like this one. Pre-game, we just heard Josh Allen say, I'm him. Yeah, that's good. But who do you want giving that pre-game speech before a big playoff game? So I got to ask you guys, out of all the quarterbacks, who do y'all think I'm going to choose? I think Drew Brees is Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brees is renowned for him. You know it best later. Yeah. You think it's it's Brees? He gets pretty fired up. Does that whole huddle thing. Who do you think? I'm going to go Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I got to yeah. go Drew Brees. Who wouldn't go Drew Brees? And it's crazy because when I first uh, got to New Orleans, I was like, I can't wait to hear Drew Brees' speech. This is like legendary. And when I when I heard it and I, and I saw it, I was like, man, this is incredible. But in order to understand like exactly what he's saying, you got to understand the guy. All right. And so Drew was one of those guys where he would come into work Monday through Wednesday, Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. He would be Drew. Hey, what's up? E? How you doing? How you doing? Friday, he turns into this warrior. Okay. He starts to walk around. He starts having this glitch in his shoulder. <laughs> he, he don't want to talk as much. You talk to him, and, 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 and the fire in his eyes is intense. He's telling you, here, here, here. I want this here, here. And then that Sunday, you just see the warrior just come out of him. It's like he built up this warrior spirit. Mm -hmm. And so to hear that pregame speech is to understand the guy and, and, and how he gets his mind right. And so definitely going to go Drew Brees. You want to hear some of it right now? Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> Just be us. Be the New Orleans Saints. Let's make this day a defining moment for us in our quest. Love each other and we will win for each other. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? What we do? What we do? Real Saints got pride. Ain't gonna tell no lie. Ain't gonna tell no lie. One, two, three, 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 four, three, four, five, six, seven, It really is so different when it. you go to those games. Like, you sort of get goosebumps because mm. it's just, it's you kind of want to be in the huddle, and I'm on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. So, uh, okay, this is very, very important, at least to my girlfriends and I when we're going out on a big girls' night. Okay. Who gets the ox cord on a, on a long cross-country <laughs> trip? Who are you allowing to control the music? Truthfully, I don't want to give any of them the ox cord. <laughs> <laughs> Got to like, give it up. Peyton, I feel like he'll be playing the, ten the, the, the Tennessee Vols fight song. Rocky Top. <laughs> Rocky Top. Rocky Top. I'm really not trying to hear Rocky Top yeah, I'm out, I'm on what a long journey. What would Drew Brees' playlist be, do you think? I don't know. Like Drew Drew is, uh, he, he, he could be hip, but I feel like maybe I, I might want to go Drew because Drew has that swag. Drew and Jimmy, Jim, yeah. Drew and Jimmy G, but this time I had to go Jimmy G. But both of them are kind of the same way. Both of the guys, they walk into the locker room. And me, I like, I like hip-hop. I like country music. I like a variety of music. Uh -huh. uh, but they, like for some reason, I got to go with them, too, because they're walking into the locker room with Jordans on. They're, mm -hmm. they're hanging out, you know, and it could be a mixture of everything besides just one genre, right? So if I had my pick, I'd have to go Jimmy G or Drew Brees. Okay. See, because I, I picture Drew Brees playing like Train or something, like yeah. Hey Soul Sister. Yeah. That, that, you journey. Think, he feels like a journey. journey? Guy Wheel in the sky, but I don't know if Drops of Jupiter. That's what I'm hearing. So yeah. when, when, I, when I think of Drew Brees, like Drew Brees is just so cool. He's coming to the locker room. He's like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah. He has he has swagger, but you wouldn't expect it out of him. He, he you gotta think like he grew up in New Orleans. Pretty so much. Soldier Boy is New, his ring New Orleans yeah. pretty much Dude. raised yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as a quarterback, so yeah. he, he's been around that culture for a while. 
Wow. Love it. It's unbelievable. Right. You did great with that, man. That was fun. Good job. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.